With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp, who's sponsoring today's episode. You'll hear more about them later in the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Be Hard podcast. I am your host, Melissa, Miss Kev on stage, Fredericks. And I know you're probably wondering, well, girl, where is Kevin? This is a marriage podcast, but the person you married to ain't here. Okay, relax. Calm down. (laughs) Off doing some Hollywood stuff. He got called for a last minute audition that he is doing, and it's essentially all day long. So that sounds like he's in you know at toward the end of the game at toward the end where they only got a couple folk because he there all day so you know in the beginning when it's a ton of folk you be in and out in about five minutes you've been there mm-hmm. all day so i think this is good news but also it's a bunch of other people still involved so we'll all see together so if news hasn't been announced send up your prayers okay Send up your prayers. On this podcast, we like to bring in some of our favorite couples, and some of them will soon be favorite couples because perhaps I just met them. Um, and we talk about marriage, we talk about love, we talk about the highs and the lows, we talk about the beautiful thing that is this institution called marriage. And then we also keep it real and let y'all know sometimes it'd be hard out here in the streets for the husbands and the wives. And that's just life. That's just is what it is. Okay. And we hear through thick and the thin all right so today on our podcast we have none other than rod and karen they are the hosts of the black guy who tips podcast they are comedians they and comedians I think he made answers, <laughs> right? Uh, they are <laughs> what I'm actually trying to say. They keep up on all things trending, pop culture, and they talk about it on their podcast, including their marriage. They've been married since 2002, so that means they got some years on them. Okay, help me r- welcome <laughs> Rod and Karen. Hey, hey. thank you for having Happy us. to be here. Thank you so, so much. much. I'm, I'm excited. excited. Very good. I'm excited as well. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right we like to start our podcast with your love story. We love a good, warm, and fuzzy or funny love story. So tell us, how did the two of you meet? And if there's an argument in terms of a disagreement on how this <laughs> happened, even better, because we want to hear both sides. <laughs> well, well, the, the thing about me and Roderick, we are the people everybody is like, oh, you two, because we've actually known each other since elementary school. Oh, I love and we went to the same elementary, same middle school, same high school. Even went to the same, graduated from the same college. And we've been together since we were 16. And the thing is, I remember because me and Roger had been friends for a while. And I was the aggressor. You know, I was like, oh, I know what I want. <laughs> you know, I was one of, them, one of them people. So what had happened was that this is way before Tyler Perry and all this stuff. This is when... I forgot the name of the play, but it was like, uh, you know, Mama, you know, Mama, uh, 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 Barbershop Part Two. It something. was, it was Beauty Shop Two, I believe. Yes, Beauty Shop Two. And um, it wasn't before Tyler Perry. It's when Tyler Perry was doing, still doing plays. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And so I had got some tickets. And so my mom was like, well, I got tickets to the play. Do you want to go with somebody? I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask uh, Roderick. 
uh, do he want to go with me? So my, me and my mom went down there and I was like, you know, uh, I talked to Roderick's mom. I was like, you know, I want to go to the play, you know, with him, blah, 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 blah. So he come up there and I asked him to go. He told me no, hurt my polar feelings. I, I got in the car, rolled back. I was all sad. I was like, well, I guess he don't like me like I like you. In my defense, I was a 16-year-old nerd. Like, I uh, was playing basketball with my friends in the backyard. And at that point, we were, me and Karen, we were, like, really cool friends. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about girls. I was playing with Transformers and stuff. So uh, she asked me to go to to see a play and I looked at it almost like if you asked a friend to go like hey you want to go to the mall or something and I was like no nah, I'm playing basketball like we'll just see each other at school tomorrow or whatever and then when I went back and told the fellas like yeah they were like what happened I was like oh this girl asked me did I want to go to like see a play or something but you know we playing ball and they all were like are you out of your mind <laughs> A girl asked you to do something and you want to hang out with us sweaty, stinking dudes playing basketball outside. And it, it's like, as we were playing, it just dawned on me like, y'all are right. I'm, this is, I got to go. And so I, I left uh, all of them. I rushed to the house. I took a shower. I caught Karen and was immediately like, I changed my mind. Please don't take someone else. And we ended up going on our, our first official date to see uh, Beauty Shop too. Yes, and it was so much fun. It was fun. It was audience participation. You know, they hit all the tropes, you know, yeah. dog brother, light skin brother saver, you know, all the tropes. We were booing. We had a ball. We had our first kiss afterwards. Yep. Wait a minute. Okay, so are you recognizing on this first date that your friendship is turning romantic or is it still very like friendship vibes? For me, I was realizing because uh, all the guys told me and my, my dad and everybody <laughs> was like, this girl must like you, you know, and I was like, oh, so it must be more than just friendship stuff because um, I'm I'm horrible. I don't have any uh, he, whatever it is he, that people have where they can pick up when someone likes them. He is, I don't have it. he is oblivious. Like we'll be out places and like one time the Verizon lady was hitting him. I was like, Roger, you know, the lady hitting on you. He was like, no, nah. I was like. Baby, what's you, you didn't catch none of the clues? He was like, Nope. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just don't have it. I don't so whatever it is, but uh I figured once everybody else said that's what it was, I was like, Okay, so she likes me. And this is and like we were so young, and like her mom had to drive us. Yes, to drop us to off, the, pick us up. Like so, <laughs> so when we were waiting on her mom to come pick us up uh and we were sitting talking i think she was like sitting on my lap or something mm -hmm. i think that's when we kissed and i was like oh okay so you know i think that's official now she must yes. like me for real um and so it you know that i think that's how it, it was a slow realization as you said on the date uh this don't sound like no slow realization this sound fast in a mug how you go from <laughs> hello how you go from no i don't want to go to sitting on somebody's lap and giving a kiss that's fast that's all in the same day <laughs> yeah that's i mean we have been it's it's so weird to say at 16 we have been friends yes, for so long but we had but like for years um and like when we were out on summer break and stuff i called karen and we mm -hmm. uh honestly it was almost like doing a podcast we would both watch tv of something 
Yeah. So we it'd be like Tom and Jerry or something. Mm-hmm. And then we just make jokes to each other over the phone, like, oh my God, I can't believe he did this or, you know, whatever. And yeah, we would do that all the time. time until his mama, my mama be like, get off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is back in the day when you had the cords. So, you know, we would just talk. And so we had been doing that for a very, very long time. And he was somebody I really felt comfortable with. And one thing I can say that, uh, I do absolutely love about Roderick is uh, I tell people my husband loves me and I know he does by the way he looks at me. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to understand that because uh, when we first got together, I had my self-esteem was really, really low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he used to tell me all the time, you're beautiful, you know, you're pretty and all this stuff. And I would look him in his eye and be like, I don't know why you lying to me. (laughs) And it took me a while to accept that. But but child, now I have the confidence of Beyonce. I'm one. I'm it. the only one. Come and you on. can't tell me nothing different. You know, I, I am it. the queen of my castle now. <laughs> you know, I didn't always feel like that, but that's how I feel about myself now. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, so 16, you guys officially become a dating pair. And then yeah. when does the engagement happen? Well, I believe the technical term was we were going together. Yes, okay, um, we love it. A, 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 old school courtness, they say. Yeah, court, to the, I love going together. So we was going together, okay. Yeah, yeah we, we was going together for a long time. And, and um, we went, so I went to college on a scholarship uh, to Fayetteville State. This oh, HBCU. you a nerd, 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 nerd. What you get yeah, the scholarship I, Like, in? honestly, no joke, uh, because I was a black dude, and because I had high GPA, high SATs, I could have went just about anywhere. Like, every, like I went on like a college tour of HBCUs. I got like offers at every one of them, except for uh, except for Howard. Howard oh. was like, uh, yeah. uh, "You got to come a little harder." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had only taken the SAT one time, so I could have probably like kept taking it to get in, but. Um, I didn't want to pay out out of state tuition and stuff. And then also um, because Karen's uh, Karen's very good in school too. And she, if she, she could go to any public university in North Carolina and the government was going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was that free and reduced lunch kid. I'm ashamed of when people be trying to, nope, mm -mm, nope, let the government do their job. (laughs) Well, I think technically you were like considered a ward of the state or something. Yeah, I was a ward of the state. So if you qualify for a public school, they were going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So when I made my decision to go to college, I wanted to go to a place that Karen could go. So I wanted, so I went to Fayetteville State because it's an HBCU, but right. it's a public university. Right. And I was just a year ahead of her. So it was like, as long as, you know, we're both doing good in a year, she'd at least had an option to come to college with me. And so that was how I chose our school, the school I went to. And then when she came up there, <laughs> we were so broke. We were and I broke. had, um, I had my first credit, credit card. card. You know the the one they give you for like a free T shirt. Yep. They, they trap you in debt. It's, a, it's illegal to do that now. It kids. should yeah. be. Do that no more. I, it's so it interesting to hear you say that. And you were all the way in North Carolina. I was up mm-hmm. in Seattle, and they had the exact same T shirts and the exact same uh, predators standing okay. on the line, so much giving debt. out college kids credit cards. Mm-hmm. That's because yes, you ain't never seen nobody in no sweet Citibank t shirt. Like, you know, no. like, oh, where you get that Chase uh, t shirt? Never in your life. <laughs> never. Just, 
all that. So, um, but because of this credit card, we're like, I don't even know if I had a thousand dollar balance. Mm -mm. I think we maxed it out for the card. We got so we went to the mall, the mall, and we picked out a ring set that was a engagement ring and two wedding bands. Mm -hmm. And I want to say it might have been five hundred dollars. Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. Wait, wait, Roderick, Karen, stop. Mm -hmm. Because what you just said is y'all got a bundle deal Mm -hmm. for your wedding band ring engagement band and husband Mm -hmm. ring for $500. Five hundred dollars. Let me make sure your fingers are still on your hand right now, because your whole finger is right there. Off. Yeah, Yeah. still there. I can't believe it still fit. But wait, you guys haven't changed your rings? That's the exact same one from two thousand two. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is. um, We haven't changed or upgraded Mm -hmm. them. Nope, nothing Um, like that. I just got mine soldered together because they used to spin in two different directions. So I got them melted together to to become one. And yeah, the same ring. Shut up. Do you guys have plans or want to change them out, get new rings? I've thought about it a lot of times because, you know, we have money, somewhat have money now. But honestly, at this point, it really is sentimental to me. It would mean, it wouldn't feel this, even if his ring cost a million dollars, it really wouldn't feel feel as valuable as this one. If anything, I would have one on this hand. I'll probably put the other one on the other hand. You know how to have one on this hand and like, well, I would do something like that. But I still think I would keep this one because it it means so much to me. Because child, we maxed out that credit card to the fullest. I, ah! I absolutely love this story. This that's fantastic. That's really freaking great. I love that you're still wearing them. My, my ring was also twelve hundred dollars, but I had lost it on accident on purpose, and then I got a new. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> and you got it replaced. Yeah, what then what I got what? it replaced. Yeah. It was on accident yeah. on purpose, so you know. I hear you. Um, okay, Karen's. <laughs> Karen's lost hers a few times, uh, lotion in her hands. Yeah, so now I just keep them on. It's just lotion, then I take it off, you know, drop into the solution, it stick right yeah. back on my yeah. finger. One day we had to drive to the bookstore in a panic. Yes. Uh, because she lost it, lotioning her hand Cause in I, the parking lot. Because I set it in my lap and forgot it was dead and got up and it fell on the ground. Oh, <laughs> we found it. But and like the bookstore was just about to close. We were panicking, but oh, we found that, it. So. That's stressful. That's a stressful. Yes. That's, y'all was on Mission Impossible that day. Listen, <laughs> I thought it was gone. I'm, I'm, like I said, we could go up here. I don't know why we wasted our time. But uh, but then uh, for the proposal, um, we were in the library studying mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, as we would do at school and um, just randomly one of the time, because I... The plan was like to wait and maybe like wait till we got out of school or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I I just thought like we know. Yeah. And if we know, then I don't really see the point of like what what would, what would who are we waiting for? You yeah. know, our, our parents know we love each other. Like, um, and I think a lot of times in life people put off their happiness because they think they're gonna find like a perfect moment to be happy right and it's gonna be like well no i'm rich and we can do all the things and i I was just like no i love you now i don't care if people know it now and you know and uh so i i got on one knee in the study room yes and and, uh, and this was old school i i had a uh i had a windbreaker no (laughs) kids don't know about that windbreaker swish 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 we're gonna take a break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor better help 
I actually just started. I think I told you guys I would give you guys an update. I just started with a brand new therapist who is helping me focus on my future and my goals for the future. Listen, all therapists have like different areas of expertise. And depending on what your personal goals are, you want to be matched with someone that aligns with your goals. And that's the beauty of BetterHelp. They will do the breakup for you. You can go through and interview as many therapists as you want. And the one that you like, you keep. And the ones that you don't, the app breaks up for you. None of this is not you, it's me business. They take care of it for you. Okay. We all need therapy. We all need a little help, a little accountability, someone to talk to, someone who has the the knowledge and the interventions we need to help us get to where we want to go and be the people we always dreamt of being. Okay. Do you ever feel like your brain is in is getting in your own way? I think we've all felt that way. If you don't feel like you're your biggest critic, your biggest enemy, your biggest like person to overcome is you, you know, when you watch uh, Scooby-Doo as a child and they lift up the mask and they reveal the villain, but it's you, you're your own villain. That's what a lot of lives, a lot of us are living the same life and it's us. We're our biggest hindrance ourselves. And a therapist can help you identify what your triggers are, where your hangups are, some of the, your stumbling box blocks and help you develop skills to overcome them. Uh, BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for for your schedule. You're just going to fill out a questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you're thinking about starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash MBH today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MBH. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And now let's get back to it. There's a picture after <laughs> she said yes. Uh, there's a picture that I took on like a, uh, like a Polaroid, Polaroid camera. Yeah, we old. Um, and, and we just, we we look like college kids. We look, we look like two little kids. We look like broke college kids. And <laughs> yes. That's fine. We were happy. And uh, we were. I really wouldn't have it any other way. Right. And um, I'm not a big public, like a big, like, we're putting on a production and all that. Like, I'm not that kind of person anyway. I don't no. care if other people see it. So. That was that was the proposal. right, and and then uh, after the proposal, I think he graduated, then I graduated, then a few months after I graduated, we moved in together, and my biggest thing is, you know, I I everybody has their different desires, but I want to be a wife. Like I was like, I that's a desire of mine. I was like, well, you promised me you was gonna marry me. Let's go ahead and do this now. You know, and and I guess a well, lot. Of also, in all fairness, we moved in together. It was kind of like stressful situation because. Mm -hmm. For some reason at the time, like Karen was out of school. She was working as a waitress. I was working. I had like a, a desk job, you know, as a in a cubicle. But it wasn't like the job that I thought I was going to have coming out of college. Mm -hmm. I was on like I was on this like track where I was going to be like the man in like shipping logistics and stuff. And then that company got bought. Oh. Um, so even though I had like years of experience being an intern and, and all this stuff there, and I was going to be in the management track, blah, 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 whatever. They don't, <laughs> you start know from zero. So yeah. I had to apply to the company that bought them, but it's just an entry level job. So it's not a lot of money. Um, I'm in my first apartment, but with like, I'm actually, I'm living with my parents. She's mm -hmm. living with hers mm -hmm. and we're like, okay, we should save money for a while. 
and then we can like maybe we get a house or something. Mm-hmm. But her mom really just started being like, "You gotta go." Yeah, and 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 now since I've looked back on the situation, I've realized this. Uh, my mom, uh, who's who, she's actually my mother's sister who raised me because my real mother is mentally ill so she didn't have the capacity to raise me so her sister raised me so this is who when i say mom this is who i'm referring to so as i've gotten older i realized this it's always been me and and her she has like two of her own daughters so i was like her last child and some old black people they can't handle change and so she was realizing that it was getting to the point that I was kind of preparing to make that next move. And she isn't really good with communicating and talking and all this stuff. And I'm older now, so I understand love languages and all that stuff. But but this one, I was a lot younger before I got the knowledge that I do now. And so versus her communicating with me, she just got real ugly and real nasty because that was the only way she knew how to express herself and it didn't do nothing but make me mad in return mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i was like well if it is what it is well i guess i got to go so they were she was stressing karen out which you know is already like for me i'm just like okay we got to figure we got to do something because mm-hmm. there's no need for the living situation to be stressful right um so we got an apartment and we moved in like that weekend we didn't have nothing we was Mm-mm. A futon couch, Come on. you know, like a, a the bed from my bedroom when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. like it was like yeah, it was we, struggle city. Yeah, and eventually we got a washer and a dryer because you know I told him I was like, look, look, I, you know I hate to be bougie. I know we broke, but I'm not going to the washer rent. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I like we, to wash clothes at the house. So um, we moved in, but then it was like Labor Day weekend. And, you know, we were like, let's get married, you know? Yes. And so and we were so we went, naive to how the process goes. Like, yeah, we went to the Justice to the of the peace, peace. And we was like, we want to get married. They was like, mm-mm, you wait need Wait a minute, witnesses. wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 you guys. Hold on. I just have to ground myself in who you guys are as people. Because y'all seem, y'all seem spontaneous in a mug. How are y'all <laughs> having... Are these conversations that you're having along the way about marriage? This is how you're saying it. That's why I need a little mm. bit more content. You're saying it like, you want to get married today? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well then let's that's go. That's kind of how it yeah, was. That, that's kind of how it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, um, so we had, long, we had talked about well, being together met, forever. Yeah, we had talked about being it Being married, and I time. think, um, there are certain things that are like priorities to us, mm-hmm. you know, for Karen uh, at that time, she really just didn't want to be like just shacking up or whatever. She wanted to yeah, be married. Because I was like, I seen and, too many women, me personally, I guess for my thing, I was like, I seen too many women and there's nothing wrong if you choose to do this. But I was like, I don't want to be with you for years, have children and you not make me your wife. Like for me personally, I don't. I that's not a thing for me sure. so i was like if we're gonna be living together let's go ahead and get married what is we waiting for right yeah and then also we didn't really have we don't we're not really like a showy flashy couple so mm-hmm. like you know we really weren't planning on like a huge wedding or something we were thinking of that as like a, a thing that like well before all the the trouble that with karen and her mom mm-hmm. it was like oh yeah sure we'll save and one day we'll do da 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 yeah but once it's like in motion, 
and it's like okay well we have you have to move out okay cool okay we're getting an apartment okay cool karen's like i would like to get married i'm like all right we don't have any money we're gonna have to go just as a piece cool we i think the first time we went they were like you need witnesses we're yeah. like okay cool we'll be we, back that, that's and, you how naive we was we didn't know we had to bring somebody with us and on labor day we came back with my parents and, and her mom, mom. And we got married at the J, uh, the uh, Justice of Peace, and they were the witnesses. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, my parents took us out to McCormick and Schmick's, and we had like a nice dinner. dinner. And then, I mean, we I, when I say we didn't dress up, like we mm -hmm. we look business casual. Child, I had <laughs> I had me a skirt set. I remember yeah. it. It was like a white skirt set. It had these big pretty flowers on it. I had some uh, uh pink open toe shoes. I, it was so relaxing. And uh, the thing is, we got married so quick that when we show back up to work, everybody was like, you got married? I was like, yeah. Yeah, my coworkers got mad at me. Mine did too. They was upset. They was like, you yeah. ain't tell nobody. And maybe because I'm practical, I was like, bills don't stop just because you get married. I was like, I still got to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't have a honeymoon or anything. Like we got married on Labor Day and then we worked the next day. Mm -hmm. And my coworkers noticed my wedding ring. And then they were like, did you get married and i was like yeah yesterday we went to the justice of peace and i'm like well, you didn't tell us i was like we didn't really plan plan it it was mm -hmm. a lot of things happened in those 72 <laughs> hours dog and then they took up a collection and, and got some money for us and we bought like a vacuum, vacuum cleaner. cleaner yeah very first our very first vacuum cleaner <laughs> okay so now this okay you guys have been married for more than 20 years at this point right you guys mm -hmm. are at 20, yeah, 21 22 years okay so mm -hmm. our okay all right all right She's trying to process it. I am trying to process because this is a wild story to me. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, do you want to have the 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 wedding? Do you want to, 25 years in, do you want to have the wedding? You got, you got, you know, you was broke. You had 50 cent. I always like to say, you know, maybe I got $3 now so I can afford a little right. bit something different than I could when I had the 50 cent 20 years ago. Are right. you ever, are you either of you interested in doing it and doing it for real? Hmm. That's something that we never really thought about. Like, cause the thing is we're so, we're so nerdy and awkward and different. Like, uh, cause I've kind of thought about like, if I was to do it, like, what would it be? It would be us, which means we don't dress up. So dressing up is not a requirement. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, like it would be more of a dress up, dress down. You would come in that child. You liable to have a, we liable to have a Naruto wedding cake. Ain't no telling what we going to have. Cause I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I love anime. I like cartoons. Like I like bright stuff. So you probably be like, did I actually come to a kid's party? You might have, I don't know, but this is what I wanted. Yeah. yeah it's not something that, um, <clears throat> it's not something we like romanticize and stuff. Yeah. A lot of times, like, we end up thinking about practical stuff. So, like, if we had the money to do something like that, we'd probably end up putting a down payment on a house, house. before we yeah. would do that. Or we uh, yeah. go on a, a vacation mm -hmm. and, 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 like, spend up that money on a vacation or something. Just, I, I don't know. It's just kind of been our way. Um, 
And yeah, we're just an odd couple. <laughs> yeah, we, I, you see, we always know we are an exception to the rules. Like, I love yeah, it. whenever people ask us for advice on the show, I always like, feel like I don't, I like don't, don't let me, me tell you what to do because uh-huh. I know what I'm saying is weird, and I found the other weird person <laughs> yes. that didn't care. So mm-hmm. like you. You know what you married? Like people will write in us and be like, "Rod, you know, I got, I'm, I'm dating this girl. I'm trying to convince her we need to not have a wedding so we can save money." I'm like, "That's not really what happened with us." And also, I don't know that woman, <laughs> so you know if she wants that wedding, you need to do what she want to do. If, if, if Karen would have been like, "Let's have a big lavish wedding," we would have had one because that's what she wanted to do. So, you know, you got to find the person that matches whatever you're into. Okay, so I have a question. We have um, a dynamic that we call the kite and the string, right? The kite is usually the person that's very much the dreamer. And then the string is usually the practical one, the one that's going to offer the stability and ground everything in like reality. You guys are both giving string energy. Who (laughs) is the string? Who is the kite with you all? Because the reality is I'm the kite. And and the reason why I say I'm the kite is even with the podcast and a lot of things that we have done, I have told Roger about some of this stuff years ago before they happened. Like I was like, I had a dream, I had a vision, you know, like 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 this is kind of where I see these things happening and where I see these things going. And the thing is, he's the one that thinks and plans because like sometimes I when I dream, I dream big. I was like, if you're gonna dream. Don't mess around. Dream for everything. Yeah. So he has to tell me, he be like, okay, now I can't get you to the moon, but we can get you right above the atmosphere of the earth. I was like, cool. As long as I'm out there floating, I'm good. <laughs> you know, and then as time go on, you can extend me to the stars, like whatever it takes to get me there, you know? And so he's the one that has to help me understand that uh, it's a reality to it. But I am also the one who, since I'm the kite, I'm the one that pushes him forward sometimes because sometimes he could be so grounded that he don't want to shift and he don't want to move. And I'm like, no, you got like, 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 give me a little bit and I, and, and, and you can see what I see. And eventually we, we that's kind of how it is. We kind of, he pulls me down a little bit and I pull him up a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And like, also a lot of times she, dream stuff because she don't know how to do stuff nope so like even with us doing a podcast full-time um i had gotten laid off for like the second time at a different job <clears throat> and uh you know i called her on the way home like yo they laid me off today and, and i was happy yeah she, she i didn't have time I pumped. <laughs> yeah if i was calling for any empathy that that wasn't the day because she was just like okay cool finally we can start doing this podcast thing we got to monetize this and this is before patreon any of this stuff we didn't know how so, to put it up on oh I, none, when, none of that stuff. yeah when i say i did not know how to do it i mean it just wasn't people just weren't doing it yeah so it was like she's like don't worry you can invent it it'll you'll figure it out just, i'm like you got it it's no it's not even gonna be a big problem just get home get on that computer and, and do it and uh it was like stressful and i really like put in a lot of work to like make it happen but she was right like i did figure it out our listeners did support us um and, and as stressful as that time was with like all kinds of laws getting passed in north carolina mm-hmm. that made it very hard to be unemployed Employed. at the time mm-hmm. uh she she if it wasn't for her i'd just have gone back to another cubicle job where i was miserable 
and been the funniest person that everybody you know worked with at at, at this company yeah <laughs> and and also the the thing is you know your mate and i was like he's not happy mm. he's very creative and this does not allow that creative part of him to shine and it's something we haven't talked about for years but when you both work 40 hours a week sure. it's very hard for somebody to dedicate the time because the thing with the premium now you got customers now what people fail to realize customers have expectations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you know when it's free it don't matter but when people are paying they you know they they want their money's worth and so it was a lot of work for us to do so we actually banked like 2025 20, episodes before we even went premium so when people started paying they had a bunch of episodes to listen to we went from that and now we over a thousand something behind the wall almost three thousand you know regular episodes like we actually work and we actually grind and i think Think that a lot of that has to do with his dedication and my dedication to help push him to see the things that I was seeing years ago. That's beautiful. So how long now have you guys been full-time entrepreneurs? Uh, so I'm, I'm doing the show full time for, uh, it must be five, six years now, at mm -hmm. least, uh, Karen still, I, I still works work. her day job, Shut which up. is so interesting because she could have not, I f like she could have quit. Like it might've been a struggle at some point, but she could have quit. Um, especially with Obamacare and stuff, you can get health insurance and stuff, mm -hmm. but, uh, she also likes to work mm -hmm. and, you know, likes to contribute into the household in yeah, that I, way. Yeah. I like to feel um, like I'm doing something. It is easier to, it, it's easier to do insurance and stuff through all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she got like a really good job in the pandemic where her job went completely remote mm -hmm. and they're like, it was like, really, go home. They're they're like a super hippie company, mm -hmm. you know. These like they care about how you feel and stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> this and sounds so, like the perfect company for you to be working at. Yes, yes. it was a very and it was an adjustment because she came from a very like messed up company that, mm -hmm. that at first that was very like you know it was just Rigid. a bad place to work. Yes, you know? it was. And so <laughs> I remember when she first got this job, she would be so anxious and nervous about every little thing, and I was like. I don't think these people are the kind of people like your old job. Yeah, because it was like an abusive relationship. Me sure. and him had to talk about that. And he had to talk because I would respond like they were going to do these things. And Roger would have to sit me down and be like, are they showing signs of this? I'd be like, no. He'd yeah. be like, he be like it's, 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 it's okay. You've been abused. It's you have PTSD. To understand yeah, it's, it's a different thing. That, and, and you know what? I mean, this is that first week I went to work. Roger had to sit me down because I am a pure extrovert but I was overstimulated with new stuff. But that first week I went to work with Miss Matt shoes. <laughs> I went to work. I hit the gate going out. The, yeah, the, she the, hit the, the gate. apartment gate with her and, car. And, and I told the side of the door up, like he had to sit me down. It was like, Karen, you are going a thousand miles an hour. What is happening here? I was like, everything new. The, 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 the I got to turn left first, right? I get in there. I don't know where the bathroom is. It was, I was just a mess. Yeah, she she needed a string. You yeah, know? yes, I did. I was like, let me pull you back down a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, but, I love uh, yeah. it. I love it. This is a fantastic story. Okay, so we've gone through your whole beginning ship and we've dabbled a little bit into where you are now. If you can go back in time, because you guys have 21 years, mm -hmm. correct? 21. When's your wedding anniversary? Uh, the second, second of, of, of this month. Of September. So we oh, so celebrated you just hit... about, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys openly celebrate now? Like your yeah, anniversary I mean, so and stuff? For, 
for our wedding anniversary, we went out to a nice dinner. That's nice. our thing now. We go um, out to a nice dinner. We we go out to a nice dinner. Um, we also it's the official day of celebrating our podcast. podcast. So um, all our fans take pictures in their merch and their gear, and they put them up, post them online, and we like share them, make collages and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of made it a celebration for everybody to participate in. Oh, fabulous! How I have one more question before I ask the question I was going to mm-hmm. ask. How do you guys maintain um, the relationship, the marriage relationship between the two of you? It seems like you guys have a lot of things juggling. Obviously, I know firsthand full time entrepreneurship is a lot that really doesn't quit mm-hmm. but then karen you're also working 40 days i mean 40 days 40 hours a week um and so that's a lot as well that you have on your plate and then you have a marriage that you have to cultivate grow and maintain how do how do you do it and is what is i think for me my mama she was a workaholic and so i picked that trade up from her and so for me it's considered normal. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people have to be like, Karen, you actually do a lot. They was like, you literally have two full-time jobs and we actually record for another podcast like once a, once a week for them. And we do like our own personal spinoff shows and then we're guests on other shows. But to me, I'm like, oh, that's just what I do. Blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, but, but in reality, it is a lot. I think for me, the thing is we're, the older we've gotten, we've actually slowed down a lot. Like we used to really go really hard. We've actually slowed down. And so we got this thing now where uh at least for a time, like once once a week per month, we just take the whole once week a off. month, we take a week off. Yeah, once yeah. a month we would just take a week off of the podcast. We wouldn't do anything just to recharge, just to refresh, just so there's nothing going on. Like we might do a few things, but it wasn't like a normal grind to kind of let us enjoy each other mm-hmm. just away from everybody and everything and everyone mm-hmm. and recharge. And I think that that right there made a big difference. Like for, it, for it was me, a dedication for me. I think um, one doing a podcast is a little bit different than a lot of people's shows mm-hmm. where it's such a, like um, it's a professional type of like, I, we're going to talk this topic and we're going to talk for this long and we have to go commercial here. And for us, like part of the way that we talk is through the show. So yes. like the stuff that a normal quote unquote married couple would be like, Hey, did you see this thing on Twitter? We say that for the show. Yes. You know, sometimes we'll be in the car about to talk about something. I'm like, no, 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 no not no, yet. Not we, yet. Not you yet. know, like we see a movie and we're going to review the movie. And, and so, it doesn't matter that we've done a hundred movie reviews. Karen will be in the car like, "Oh my God, did you like that?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, <laughs> no. Nope. We got let's we'll do this on the show. Let's, let's let's save it for the show." And also, because we actually talk to each other for a living, I think that for some like servers and hosts, it bothers them because sometimes when we go out to eat, I'll be on my iPad, he'll be on his iPad, but we're still enjoying each other's presence. In company, yeah, they don't know that for us it's like a break to not talk, right? They don't, they don't, they think to, they think like, look at this unhappy couple. couple. They must can't people stand don't, each other. People don't even talk anymore. <laughs> what is wrong with the kids today? But um, the other thing I was gonna say too is like, there's still like conversations and stuff that you have that just have nothing to do with peep other people. There's no right. microphone. There's no performance. And so we still have to have those conversations. We still have, we've been together for so long at this point um, that 
we understand when people when we need space yes because like during the pandemic you know now she's not leaving the house and i'm not leaving the house right and so you you know we got two bedrooms and some space in here and and you have to like really know a person and be very secure with the idea of like she may be in this room for seven hours uninterrupted and i may be in the other room for the same amount of time and and everything's okay like yes it wasn't a panic yeah like every once in a while you walk in and be like everything good you know you anything they talk everything cool all right cool i'm gonna gonna leave you alone and so i think um that's part of it too is like separating like the show from like life life stuff and then just making sure that our marriage isn't part of like the entertainment and performance like i know people love like Oh, black love, love this black couple. But we there's a lot of stuff that we just don't share because I don't want to turn that into like content or work for me right. or for Karen because because it, it has to matter to us more than it should matter to an audience. Correct. I was going to ask you that to make sure that you have um, moments that are sacred and just for the two of you, especially when your life, your relationship, like you said, your words become your job. You do want to... Because if I have the conversation with you now, I won't have the same reaction. Maybe I won't mm-hmm. ask as many questions because I already know it in the back of my mind. So I want to have that for the pod or whatever we're doing. But sometimes I just want to talk to Karen, who's not a podcast host. I just want to talk to you because you're my wife and you're my friend yes. and I love you. And let's just have this conversation. And we don't have to um, share it on, you know, for public consumption. Because then yes. you commodify, co- commodify? That's the word. Thank you very much. Your relationship, <laughs> your your relationships becomes that commodity. And so sometimes yeah. balancing that is hard. Listen, we do it. You know, it's one of yeah. the reasons we had to stop the love hours, recognizing like some of this stuff we don't have to divulge. Some of this stuff we don't yes. have to share. Everything about our life and our marriage and our relationship doesn't have to be for public consumption. And sometimes right. that line becomes blurred because yes. you've monetized your life. Yes, and I think um, it's one of the things I see now where like certain people have like monetized the their like their their entire like being, and you know uh, as a person that you know obviously one foot in one foot out with the internet and social media, there's like it has to be a recognition that like social media is cool, mm-hmm. fans are cool, mm-hmm. I love them, we wouldn't be able to do without them, right? But at the same time they're not the same as like a person that truly knows you. It's not a reciprocal relationship. There's things that are entertainment to them. And the cold hard fact is if you stop being entertaining to people, they will stop listening or stop watching. Like it's, it's a transaction the same way people, you know, Tom Warner cable or spectrum is like, the reason you like spectrum is because spectrum is going to have them channels working 24 seven. Right. And, and at some point when you're selling a product, even if that product is yourself, people just want that reliability of entertainment 24-7. So you have to figure out how to cut it off yourself to be professional and be like, hey, me and my wife arguing might not be the thing I need everybody to see. Or me, you know, I might not want to divulge the details of my sex life with everybody, you right. know, like. And, and finding those lines is something a lot of people had to do in real time because there were no rules in this space. Mm-hmm. And different people are taking different approaches i'm not knocking those approaches uh-uh. but some people are very like i need rugged transparency i'm going to tell you like everything i've ever done and i'm very much like uh we're here to entertain you i'm a clown 
we like enjoy this like if, if if we make content together and it's like a joke like oh look at Ryan and Karen they're making a joke totally fine but like the more like uh there's just certain areas you have to cordon off I think for yourself and I, I think we've we've done a good job of being able to do that uh over the years and, and honestly to me that's the key to a lot of happy stuff is right. Uh, like we do television show reviews and people will be like, okay, can y'all review this show? And I'm like, not no. that show because we actually just watch it and have a good time and we mm -hmm. and, and we will be work if we started if we started watching it to tell you about it. Now we're just working and I don't want my life to be 24-7 work. 100% understand that. I 100% understand that. We review TV shows and sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to watch this no more because it's not fun. <laughs> I just want to watch and be able to zone out. I just want to yes. watch and be able to do this and have it as background noise. But I need to actually pay attention because I need to understand what Correct. the moments are. And it just everything becomes work. And so definitely mm -hmm. finding those things, those moments, the the whatever the enjoyment of life that isn't for public consumption is so important, especially in this in the life that we live. All right. We're going to close out. on. Go ahead, Karen. I see your mouth moving. No, I was about, I was going to say, for, for me, I also had to get used to being a private citizen to a public figure. Mm. And that's a very different transition because you know how you normally you just live your own life and you just kind of go through your own world. And I remember the first time a fan noticed me in public, I kind of had a panic attack because mm. I didn't know who they were. And because me and Roderick's mama, I was going to pick up some wings. I was like, let's go get some wings. She was like, yeah, girl. So we get some wings and we, you know, cut through the wild wings. And all of a sudden I hear somebody call my name and I'm looking at them like, huh? Who, who is you? You know, and you know how you go down your roller deck. So do I know you from high school? Do I know you from college? I have no idea who you Like, so my mind, I'm very confused. Yeah. And then they said the show and I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. So I had to get used to people viewing you as more than what you think you are 100 percent. you know because to me i am a normal functioning person just like you but when people consume you their perception of you is completely different that's good karen i i resonate with that actually quite a bit um because even uh for myself personally before we move on to this last question i was um Typically, I have like, you know, business meetings in the morning with like our accounting team and that kind of stuff. And I look very much like Melissa is what I say. Usually mm -hmm. I've only taken a shower because I'm going to take the kids to school and then I come back and do everything else that I have to do to get ready for Miss Kev on stage. Yesterday, I had right. such a stacked day that I got dressed, did my hair, did my makeup, got dressed and took my meetings as Miss Kev on stage. Essentially, that's how I delineate the two. So I get on camera. They're like. What? What's happening? <laughs> Why do you like, look? What's going on? Yeah, you have red lipstick on. Like you look so pretty, and I'm like, first of all, don't say that because you're trying to tell me I don't look pretty. Last week when I saw you, that's <laughs> I see what's happening that's here. It. That's not what you said, but that's what I heard. So I'm right. confused. Um, and so I told them, I'm like, I know normally I join these meetings as Melissa. Today I have to be Miss Kevin on stage because. Melissa, the person, while I do love to get dressed up, don't ever get it twisted, I do. The reality is when I'm just in like mom mode or I'm running errands, right. I'm not the influencer that's like, 
this is what I wear to take errands. And this, right. this cute right. magic girl, if I don't give me this holy shirt, that's probably Kevin's and these pants <laughs> that got bleach on them and these flip flops. And yes, I wear them with socks so I can run these errands and get back in the house. And I just pray to God, <laughs> don't nobody see me because <laughs> if you see me out as Melissa Fredericks running errands, you're going to be disappointed right? because you think yes. of the stage. She got her hair done. She going to have a fly outfit. She going to be smelling good. Absolutely not. Melissa's running around here. Like who shot John? <laughs> and y'all have and y'all have kids so like that's also a thing where you have to decide like when is it when are they gonna be like personalities or or just like these other because their parents made a decision to be public yeah, they but might opt to it's, not it's, you know it it's together. affecting them too yeah but also like it's paying for the rent too so like you know what i'm saying yeah, it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like decisions has got to be made like like with us you know with us doing the podcast and working hard stuff like that the number one thing people ask us how do we do it and i turn around i'm like oh we ain't got kids and they gave me the yeah. most blanket stare i was like no you don't understand <laughs> when you throw kids in the mix all it's the different considerations yeah you it have is. to it's it's more balls to juggle. Absolutely, it's, it's one of the reasons we can be the quote unquote spontaneous couple. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, kids are anchors, uh, for sure. Because finding babysitters and my son was just texting mm-hmm. me right now because we have to go out. Of, I have to leave tonight, and he's like, "Am I going to be able to go to my game on Sunday?" And I'm like, "Don't forget to schedule your ride for Sunday. Don't forget to schedule your ride." Right. Yes. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it is, it is a fact of life. So last question we'd like to end on is if you could give your younger married self one piece of advice, what would it be? And either one of you can start once you have the words. I think I've, and, and this is advice that I've actually told other people. I would tell myself, whatever you think marriage is, throw it in the trash. <laughs> Your marriage is your marriage, not your mama's marriage, not your cousin's marriage. Your marriage is your marriage. You can set whatever rules and regulations and guidelines and bylines for your marriage. And because when we first got married, I was trying to do all of the things that I thought a quote unquote perfect wife should do. Mm -hmm. So I was working all day, coming home, cooking and cleaning. And then I would be exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know, when it was time to be intimate, I would be so tired because if we fail to realize after that, guess what? You've had a 14 hour day. You've had a 16 hour day. You don't think of it as work because women's work or the what, what quote unquote that labor taking care of the kids. People don't consider that work, but it actually is. And so one day Roger got to send me down and said, you know, I never asked you to do this. I didn't require this of you and so it kind of made me modify things and kind of be like oh yeah we are a unit let's do this together let's balance this out this is not something that i have to take on wholeheartedly yeah yeah like i for years now i do the cooking and cleaning in the house because it's just more convenient since i was the one that could make my own schedule it just yes particularly when i was leaving the house it just made sense so there's a lot of stuff like gender role stuff that i think we just kind of never like bought into Mm-mm. it's just like it's a partnership it needs to get done you know my parents were like that it's it's a partnership let's get this done so what matters is that it gets done yeah, right don't and matter that, who do it and that the people doing it that happiness is the goal to maintain in the household so you know i i, I don't want somebody to be resentfully washing dishes and i'm right playing right. video games or something that's that's not going to help anything so um as for me man i think um I think, you know, definitely marriage can look like what you want it to look like. Um, definitely not worried about living my life for like 
someone else's like approval of my life. I feel like everyone feels like they're on a track because we all get like picket fence, two and a half kids, house, uh, this type of job and stuff. And my parents knew I was very creative as a kid, but they always, you know, they black parents. They were, it was, you know, hey, uh, make sure you have a, a real job, quote unquote. Uh, and, yeah, his dad and, had uh, to sit him down go, you sure, sir? You sure? You can, you can do this stuff on the side and all that stuff. But I think, um, I think I would say trust yourself, you know, because um, I, I, I'm not arrogant, but I'm very confident. And I do know there's a lot of stuff I can do that people just don't know I can do. Right. Um, Because I just don't walk around trying to prove it to everybody all the time. But, you know, I wrote for a television show in New York for, um, you know, two seasons in the last year. I definitely didn't see TV writer it, it, as a thing that I like was going to pursue. Mm -hmm. But when it kind of like was put it towards me, like, would you like to be to, to try to do this? I, I never thought I couldn't do it. I was like, yeah, I, I can do that. I like I just and so I think telling myself like, yo, trust trust in your talent. Yeah. You actually do have it, and uh, it's okay to lean on that, even if you don't necessarily know the plan. Like it's not you don't know exactly how it's gonna work. That's okay. That's good. That's very good. Well, tell the people where they can find you <laughs> on the social media and um, any upcoming projects that you may have, although it may be done by the time this releases. But regardless, you can share. Um, okay. Well, definitely The Black Guy Who Tips is our podcast. Mm -hmm. Where Don't does let this name, name come from? Off. I'm sorry. Yeah, where does this uh, name it was come a from? Blog. It was a blog that I had by myself when I was uh, younger. And uh, I would... I would uh, I would write like random thoughts in it and I make, named it the black guy with tips because I was a waiter at the time mm -hmm. and uh, people are so racist to black customers. Yes, is, they are. It's is, ridiculous. It's infuriating and I've seen it myself. Me too. We and both so served. People will say, well, it's because black people don't tip. And I'm like, now, why would you tip when you're experiencing racism? Because right. I don't know how y'all work, but last time I checked, black people are human. And you can't even deny the racism because I've been a waiter and watched people be racist. Like, I, you know, they used to give me their black tables. Me too. Like, wow. give them away because they were just like, I don't want to Like, serve I don't want to wait on a black person. It's like, oh, you think we can't feel that? Anyway, yeah. my point being, I named it that to be like, well, if you stop saying that because if you know me, you know at least one black person in tips. And I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. So stop saying black people don't tip. And then um, when we started the podcast, Karen <laughs> at the time is y'all just listened to her for 45 minutes, right? <laughs> at the, it sounds insane right now. But at the time she was like, I don't know if I would be good at this. And I was like, I do the well, behind the scenes. Can I be a producer? Yeah, which is also wild as which is also wild because Karen doesn't do any technical stuff with the show. <laughs> so um she was like, you know, maybe I could just like if you don't like me as a host, you can switch me out and have someone else co-host it. And so I didn't want to call it like the Rod and Karen show because she already has like super anxiety about it. So I was like, oh, we'll just call it the Blackout Tips. Tips. Now, I never intended to not do a show without her. And so we, <laughs> two, almost 3,000 episodes later, she has, there's no show she hasn't been on. Nope. So it worked out. But um, the Blackout Tips, uh, theblackouttips.com, 
our, our social medias. Uh, I'm Rodimus Prime um, on Twitter. Um, say that again. That is in DAT. Yeah, and um, uh, the Blackout Tips on just search that on all your social medias. Yes. And a project that I'm working on right now is a history podcast for Black History with uh, Michael Harriet. It's called Drapetomaniacs. Uh, D R A P E T. It'll fill the rest in, everybody. Yes, I know it's a big word that yeah. you don't see all the time. Mm-hmm. I get it. I didn't. I had never heard the word till we started the show. So <laughs> put in Drape T O. It'll it'll come up and um, check that show out. Check that podcast out. I've written a lot of episodes. Yeah, I've done voiceover. some voice acting on it, and it's really educational. But it's really fun. especially if you're a person that's kind of like sensitive about our history, it's still funny and it's like couched in comedy. So it's like a tea full of tea, a teaspoon of sugar. Yeah, to help, help the, the medicine help go, down. go down. So I love it. Check that out. Very good. Well, listen, Rod and Karen, thank you guys so much for joining me on today's episode. You guys are a riot. Really good time. Please make sure that you check them out. Until the next episode, bye.